This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Good Sunday morning, this wonderful Easter weekend, Johannesburg. We love you. Praise God. So proud of you. Good for you coming out on this special weekend to show your love and respect for Jesus. Amen? All right. Let's go right into our message. Early Sunday morning, April 5, A.D. 33, a few women walked in the silence towards the tomb where Jesus was buried. They were carrying spices because they were planning to anoint his body. Jesus was buried late on Friday. They never finished the burial procedure. Now it is early Sunday morning and they have come to finish the work. They were hoping the Roman guards would open the tomb for them and let them enter. They were shocked to find that the stone had been rolled away already and the tomb was open. The woman went inside and found the tomb empty. The body of Jesus was gone. The question is, did Jesus really rise from the dead? That's the title of this message today. Did Jesus really rise from the dead? Are you convinced there was an Easter resurrection? If Jesus is dead and never rose, then our faith is in vain. A dead Jesus cannot save anyone. The bodily resurrection of Christ is the foundation of Christianity. I want to say that again. The bodily resurrection of Christ is the foundation of Christianity. If he did not rise, then everything else we believe in is false. And we are all deceived. then Jesus would be a false prophet and not the Son of God. The apostles would all be liars and would have built the church on deception. In order to be a Christian, one must believe that Christ rose from the dead. I want to say that again. In order to be a Christian, one must believe that Christ rose from the dead. Those who do not believe in the resurrection of Christ are not Christians at all. No matter what they say, they are not Christians if they do not believe that he rose from the dead. The cross cannot save anyone. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, we can't be saved. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, we have no eternal home in heaven. And we will never see our loved ones again if he did not rise from the dead. Those who want to go to heaven 
must believe in the resurrected Jesus and he must be living in their hearts, in their hearts. Let's look at the evidence of this resurrection. So as Jesus was buried, Pilate ordered a Roman guard to watch over the tomb. This usually consisted of 16 soldiers. Four soldiers would have been placed immediately in front of the tomb, looking away from the tomb. The other 12 sleeping in a semicircle in front of them. The guards changed shifts every four hours. They were the most highly trained fighting force in the world. The penalty for falling asleep on duty was certain death. The stone weighed two tons. It would take several men to roll the stone away. The resin had hardened the wrappings into the shape of Jesus' body, like a cocoon. When Jesus rose from the dead, he passed right through the grave clothes without disturbing them. No one has ever tried to deny that the tomb was empty. Everyone agrees the tomb was empty. That's not a question. Mary saw the tomb was empty. So did Peter and John. They saw the tomb was empty. The other disciples saw that the tomb was empty. As did the Roman soldiers. Those Roman soldiers testified that the tomb was empty. Now, when the disciples came down from the upper room, several weeks after the crucifixion, into the streets of Jerusalem, as we see in the book of Acts chapter 2, remember that, they spoke in tongues in the upper room, they came down to the streets, that was just a few weeks after the death of Jesus, they began to preach down there in the streets of Jerusalem after coming down from the upper room that Jesus had risen from the dead. Now, if the Romans had stolen the body, all they would have to do to prove that Jesus was dead and not alive, and to prove that the Christians were preaching a lie, saying that he had risen, all they would have to do is bring out the dead body, and that would have been the end of their sermon that Jesus had risen. In fact, Christianity would have been dead right there. Thousands of Jews were now beginning to follow Jesus, if the jealous Jewish leaders had stolen the body, then all they would have to do to produce it, and that would be the end of Christianity, that would prove that he did not rise from the dead and the disciples were lying. But they couldn't. They couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop the disciples, nor could the Roman soldiers, nor could the Romans. Jesus appeared to several people after he rose from the dead. He appeared to Mary and to Peter and two disciples on the road to Emmaus. 
he appeared to the rest of the disciples when they were all huddled in one room, locked away. At one time, he appeared to 500 people at one moment. 500 people gathered together. He appeared to them, revealed himself to them. He appeared to Stephen at his death. He appeared to Paul at his conversion on the road to Damascus. And he appeared to John on the island of Patmos. All these people were eyewitnesses of the resurrected Christ. Obviously, the disciples were not expecting a resurrection. They did not believe the woman who saw Jesus after he had risen. They thought it was fairy tales. When the woman came and said, we saw Jesus, he's risen, he spoke to us, they didn't believe it. At the crucifixion on Friday night, the disciples were frightened, confused, and disheartened. They thought Jesus was dead now, and their dream was gone forever. Peter denied Jesus three times. John watched from a distance, and the other disciples fled. Two disciples were leaving Jerusalem on their way to Emmaus, as we said already, when Jesus appeared to them in disguise. The disciples who remained in Jerusalem were huddled in a room with the door locked, afraid of the Jews. What a transformation the disciples went through after seeing the resurrected Lord. How they changed their attitude. A few days later, they were preaching in the streets of Jerusalem that Jesus had risen from the dead. Just before that, they were hiding away and they fled in fear. Now they're boldly preaching out in the streets that he has risen from the dead because they had seen him. So why would the disciples steal the body out of the tomb and then preach that he had risen? Why would they do that? And why were they willing to die for that lie? Because all those disciples were martyred because they refused to deny Christ. Why would they die for a lie? How would they have overpowered the Roman soldiers if they had stolen the body? That would not be possible. If someone stole the body of Jesus, how did they manage to get the body out of the cocoon without damaging it? Because there's the cocoon. The bandages had hardened because of the resin, and it's empty. Just like a moth comes out of its cocoon, it's empty. It's not damaged. How would anybody steal the body out of that without damaging it? And why would they leave the cocoon behind? If they came to steal the body, why would they take it out of the cocoon and leave the cocoon? Why not just pick it up in the cocoon and take it? Why leave the shell? According to Luke 24, verse 12, Peter and John saw the empty cocoon in the tomb and they marveled. That's in Luke 24, 12. Yes, the evidence is there. 
Our Lord rose from the dead, no doubt about it. My question is, do you believe that? If you have never invited Jesus, the risen Christ, into your heart, you can do that right now. You can't go to heaven without it. You have to believe that he's alive. You have to invite him into your heart if you ever want to go to heaven. And if that's what you want, would you kindly please bow your head and close your eyes. Praise God. So how many of you would say, Apostle Theon, I want to be sure I'll go to heaven. I don't want to wake up in the fires of hell. Can you help me? Yes, I can. Praise the Lord. The answer is Jesus. If you want this living, resurrected Christ in your heart today, to ensure that you do go to heaven, then you can take a step towards inviting him by simply raising your hand. And if you'll do that, God will see it, and he'll take many steps towards you. I'm going to pray a little prayer here in a moment. When I pray that prayer, God will come and dwell in your heart this morning. And you will go home with the assurance, knowing that Jesus lives in you, and you'll know you're forgiven for your sins, and you'll know you're going to heaven one day. Praise God. So I'm going to pray now, but before I do that, invite him to come speak to you and give you that assurance. Invite him to come into your heart by simply lifting your hand when I count to three. Are you ready? One, two, three. Praise God. We see those hands all over the church building. Now somebody is coming to rest their hands on your shoulders to let you know we love you and Jesus loves you while I pray this simple little prayer. All right? Let's do this today. Say this prayer with me, please. Everybody, everybody. Dear God in heaven, Thank you for sending Jesus. He died on that cross in my place. He was punished for my sins. So I can be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Come into my heart and save my life. Praise you, Lord. I declare Jesus is my Lord from this day. And I will live for him with all my heart till I see him face to face. If you said that, God richly bless you. And we will see you in heaven one day. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.